Honestly, one of the greatest battles of my adult life has been trying to find the time and motivation for cooking, and that's why I'm so obsessed with Factor Meals. It's a meal kit where all the work is done for you, and they're offering my listeners 50% off with code HAPPIEST50. Factor delivers delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and my favorite part is that they're ready to go in just two minutes, which is a total godsend on a busy day. You know I'm a big believer in making our lives as easy as possible in sobriety and focusing on self-care. Having factor meals in my fridge has been such a great way for me to take care of myself. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed, so it makes dinner time so easy, and they're genuinely so delicious you will not be disappointed. It's also totally flexible for your schedule. You can choose your meals each week, get as much or as little as you need, and pause or reschedule delivery anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash happiest50 and use code happiest50 to get 50% off. That's code happiest50 at factormeals.com slash happiest50 to get 50% off. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey everyone, I'm here with everybody's favorite guest this week. <laughs> hey, doing, Mom? You hate you hate that I always open it like do. that, don't you? <laughs> I do. You got me. Just the truth. How are you doing? I'm good, love bug. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm I feel like I'm surviving lately. Yeah. Not quite thriving. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm turning a corner. We were just talking about of like my life being too busy, a little unmanageably busy Mm -hmm. for the last bit. And I feel like I'm finally at a point with a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more balance, a little bit more time, a little bit more energy to get my life in order a bit more. That's the goal. Always. Yeah. Um, and how about you? You just got back just a little bit ago from yep. um, a big Europe trip, a cruise. And I feel like there's lots lots of interesting things to chat about with that. Yeah, we did. We talked about, I did. Got back. We had a really good time. Not a cruise girl. Told you. <laughs> you learned. <laughs> it's not my thing. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Uh, it was it was really interesting because it's quite um, a drinking culture mm-hmm. on that ship, and so I had some, um, yeah, I had some really unusual things pop up that caught me it completely was so, off guard. Yes, mm-hmm. it was so fascinating for me mm-hmm. because you texted me saying I'm so excited to talk to you about some of the sober stuff Mm. and kind of just that like you were feeling and you can put your own words to it obviously but like the those feelings of being on the outs a little bit of like being a bit of an outsider among the drinkers and it was so foreign for me to hear you yeah say that because for the most part you're well, it was born really for me. It. Yeah. It was born and for you to feel it at this born point, right? for me to feel that. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what caught me off guard 
so much was I never feel that way. Like yeah. I never feel that way. Like we've been <laughs> to all inclusive resorts mm-hmm. when, you know, Jack and the three of you were all drinking drinkers. Yes. You've been the only one, like, mm-hmm. were you looking back? Like you've been the only one when we've gone on family vacations yeah. and like me, my sisters and Jack, my stepdad Indulging. are all getting, getting day drunk, yeah. getting drunk all times of the day and night. Yeah. And you've been there with your virgin pina coladas on a resort yeah. where everyone's doing it totally yeah. unaffected. Yeah. So Never I was so felt. surprised. I know. So was I, so was yeah. I, so, so, um, I, I, I thought about it a lot, like what on uh-huh. earth sort of brought that on. Cause what I, so how I felt was really like on the outside and like, I don't yeah. belong. I don't fit in. I felt so much like the odd man out, which was, it kind of threw me. Cause I never feel like that. Like ever, like for, for many, 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 many years, you know, (laughs) like well over 30 years, probably haven't felt like that. Yeah. Um, so I've thought a lot about what on earth was it? And I think, you know, when you're at a resort, people are coming and going at different times. Like you, you still have, you still feel very much like you're on your own trip. Because right. you come in whenever you come in, somebody could have been there a week ahead of you. It could be their last day as it you're could getting be the there. Last day yeah. as you're getting there, or it's maybe you've been there already four or five days when somebody else, you know, new people are coming in. Like it's always this sort of ebb and flow of people coming and going, and so you very much feel like you know, even though you're meeting people or you might see familiar faces, it's still your trip. But on a ship, it's like you get on all at the same time and you float along for, you know, you're in it together for, we were there 10 days, you know, maybe mm-hmm. some people are there for seven, some are there for two weeks, whatever. And, um, but you were on that boat together. So I, I really started to find maybe kind of like halfway through this feeling of not being one of, or part mm-hmm. of, um, even, you know, when you would sort of get off doing our little tours, um, you know, it still involved people wanting to sit, get a drink, do a, you know, I, I know we went to a winery. One of the, one of the things was stopping at a winery. And when you got off the, the tour bus, they said, um, okay, everybody, there's like free wine, <laughs> free wine and free like appies you know when you go in grab yourself a drink and grab your you know a table enjoy the view oh my god the view was spectacular this was on Santorini oh, and nice. um this one uh couple there was a lot of Canadians on this on this particular ship and this one couple that we had chatted with on and off, you know, she was like frantic and saying to me, grab, grab one, grab as many as you can. I'm going to grab. So she was grabbing like four glasses, like just mm-hmm. for her and her husband telling me to grab the same. And I, I really found myself feeling like, I don't know, was it embarrassed or cause I didn't drink and she didn't know that right. I didn't drink. Right. And so it was kind of, it was just very uh, strange. I felt very awkward. And then I felt very like thrown off that I felt so awkward. And, um, 
and numerous times throughout, you know, as, as we're sitting with people, like we had other people at our dinner table that we sat beside that were very committed and very, very, very proud wine drinkers. <laughs> like they wore it like a badge of honor. We'll be at the bar. You'll find us at the bar every night. We're in the wine bar. We're, you know, and, um, and I, I could just feel a bit of, um, you know, when they would say, what are you drinking? And I'm, you know, would sometimes say, oh, I'm just having coffee or, you know, sometimes Jack would say, oh, she doesn't drink. Or I might say, I don't drink. It's like, I could feel this little bit of a pullback on there or a little, you know, just some kind of sort yeah. of feeling, right. A little bit of a, um, a response like that. And, um, which then I internalized mm-hmm. that they're like dreading. Oh, they're like, oh, great. I'm stuck with this over. Right. You know, and so I, it was just so crazy, Maddie. I just was really, really kind of in my, in my head or feeling a little funny about it. And I, have, yeah. I just haven't felt like that for so, so, so long. So well, like, whatever. I mean, when I say I felt funny about it, I just mean, like at no time did I feel like I gotta go drink. No, I it can't didn't take handle you down, this. but it was just like, oh my it god, was such this a is surprise. like yeah. 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 Oh, it's so funny too. Like when mm-hmm. you were telling me about your like those people, the wine drinkers. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I'm a lot closer to my drinking days than yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. And I could identify with your side and I could identify with them. Well, I like think, her being like, grab four. I've got four ones. Grab yeah. What you can get. Like, I'm just like, oh my God. Like I, I can feel how she yeah. felt in that moment. Yes. A hundred percent. Well, do you know what's funny? I think, I think that is the piece that's uncomfortable for me always Right. is that even though I've got a long, long time from my drinking days, I still really identify with drinkers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I still, I almost feel sorry for them. Like, oh yeah, sorry. I know I don't drink. I'm going to crash your, I'm crashing your fun. So isn't it so funny? That was how I felt going into the bachelorette. Remember before the first bachelorette I went to in New York, I'm like, I don't feel nervous about whether I'm going to have fun, but I feel nervous about whether they're going to be like, oh, great, a buzzkill. You know, because I can identify with feeling that way when I was the drinker. Same, same. Mm -hmm. And I think that was because my drinking was, you know, so problematic. I was uber, uber aware of people who just had a few drinks. Like I was so irritated by them. I was so like, didn't like to be around people who weren't drinking or people who just had a couple of social drinks because I couldn't do it. And I'm like, oh, great. Are you going to make me stick out like a sore thumb? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I really feel so, you know, it's, it is interesting because how much of my experience was really my own internalizing what I'm Mm. assuming they're thinking and feeling, you know? Um, I mean, there were a few clear moments where I could really, I could see, you know, their response, their little bit of discomfort or surprise or not quite knowing what to do with me. Um, but I think a lot of 
you know, as it went on and as the feeling kind of was settling in a little bit of like not belonging, I think a lot of like the deepening of that experience for sure was my own storytelling going on in my head. Like, oh, I'm the odd man out. Oh, you know, which Mm -hmm. then just made it bigger, I think, than it than it needed to be. But anyways, it was it was so interesting to bump into that this far down the road Mm -hmm. Uh, because I've been in so many drinking situations like so many so you're the queen of being the sober one and not and I love it and Uh I still loved it I think it was just because it was such a drinking culture um on that ship uh and I was with you know you're with those people like 24 7 it was Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. It was a really interesting experience. And yeah, that is kind of just interesting for you to experience that for the first time in so long, right? Yeah. 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 And it really is. That's the piece of it that can be so freaking hard is that feeling of not belonging, not Mm -hmm. being a part of it anymore. Like drinking is such this camaraderie thing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? That like you want it feels, I just remember feeling so bonded to people because of drinking with yeah, them right. or going on a trip mm-hmm. and being like meeting someone new and just being like, oh my God, we're going to drink together. It's going to be so fun. It felt like this connect, this instant, yeah. easy connector. Yeah. Um, I remember <laughs> when we're talking about like identifying with the drinkers, like I, rem- I remember the so well, the very first time I ever heard of Dry July. I had never heard of it. And I was living in Australia, which, you know, is when I was drinking, drinking drinking so much. Um, And one of the other girls who bartended who didn't really drink with us, there was a core Mm -hmm. group of people at that bar who would get off shift and drink together. And she wasn't really a big part of that. But I think she walked by and we're like, oh, do you want to come join us? And she was telling us she was doing a dry July. And like, (laughs) I was like, what (laughs) the fuck? Is that? <laughs> and who and would want to be a part that? of that? Yeah. And why are you doing that to yourself? But like looking back, I don't think I even said like good for you. I think I genuinely was kind of like loser, not in a mean way, but I think I scoffed it a little bit. I do. I think I outwardly was like, oh, lame, like you know. And I'm just like, oh, cringe yes. now at that. Yeah. Now that I get yeah. it, I'm on. <laughs> the other side of that but it's like I can't like I can't fault people for having that reaction because I get it I was that person me too too. um but yeah I've I've been thinking ever since we chatted about your cruise Mm -hmm. about kind of that aspect of like belonging Mm -hmm. or feeling like you don't belong and I think that it makes me think, and I've said this before, that in my early sobriety, the hardest thing for me was to come home to you, yeah. to your place um, and not be a part of drinking with Jack and my sisters anymore. Yeah. It wasn't <clears> as hard <throat> for me to not drink with friends. It was, mm-hmm. it was like going home because that was just such this fun thing before mm-hmm. Um, before I got sober, where it's always the running joke that like Jack is on top of the drinks, like Jack, Jack is going to make sure if your drink gets empty, he's refilling it for you. And it just was always this fun thing that I bonded with Jack and my sisters over. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't know if you remember, but I want to give Jack props where they're due. Mm-hmm. We love Jack. This is a Jack Stan podcast. Um, <laughs> so I remember in my early, early, early days mm-hmm. coming home was so hard because it felt heartbreaking to me when Jack and my sisters would start drinking and yeah. I was no longer a part of that. And that's yeah. really the piece of it. It's the not belonging anymore, not well, being a part and, of that. Yeah. And think about it. It's like, it's not just um, friends. It's like your core family members. Yes. And so then yes. to not feel a part of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's why it would feel even, even, even more harder. So. Yeah. so I remember what I would be drinking maybe a sparkling water or, a, or I think at that point, probably more likely like a non-alcoholic wine. Mm-hmm. And I remember noticing he was refilling everyone's drinks and not mine. Mm-hmm. And it took me saying that to you one time mm-hmm. and being like, my drinks don't matter. Like he should still <laughs> be making sure my drink doesn't get empty. Does he not? Whenever mm-hmm. my seltzer get to this day now, he is passing me bubblies before I'm even done them. He's so untaught. Like it took you saying that to him one time that yeah. like it clicked for him. And now he, he doesn't let my drink get empty either when He's there's so get empty. Sweet that one, um, right? And yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was thinking mm-hmm. about that this weekend when I was there and he gave yeah. me two bubblies unprompted at yeah. different points throughout the day. <laughs> and I'm like that. it's little things like that where like we can't expect other people to get it but once it's been voiced that like Mm -hmm. little little acts like that mean a lot right in terms of making you feel included yeah big time big time Mm -hmm. it's it is it is like um it is interesting to think about like what's the thing then like what's the thing that you know where do I get kind of my sense of belonging from Right. Mm. Like, and so it was even sort of figuring it out on that ship. Like I feel a void here and not feeling a part of the whole, but what's the thing that I, that I do belong to? Where do I, where can I anchor myself in sort of a sense of belonging? And, um, you know, of course I had my own little answers for that. Like, you know, I belong to me, to myself, Mm -hmm. to, um, uh, you know, my Jack, my husband, who I was there with that, you know, like in a greater sense, like taking up space for myself and that I have a right to be here, you know, mm-hmm. on the ship and on this planet and, and, you know, participate and do this in any way that, you know, lifts me up, fills my soul, gives me joy, that kind of thing. But I think, you know, sort of beyond those kinds of you know, things that anchor us back into our own self, it was um, really realizing that's the power of uh, community when you get sober, right? Like I think, I don't know what I would have done, you know, for me, it was AA back then. There was, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, no such thing as Instagram, like there was no internet, (laughs) no world wide web wow no internet yeah right concept yeah and so so it was that sense of community and I think that's what made those rooms so powerful Mm -hmm. was I could feel like out of place in the outside world right like in my day-to-day life where 
drinking abounds and people are carrying on their lives, you know, revolving around that and, you know, feeling kind of not a part of and not belonging, but I could walk into any, any room anywhere in the world and feel I belong here. Right. And that's the great thing about, I think, any kind of community, whether it's Mm -hmm. Instagram, whether it's, you know, the sober community, sober curious community, AA room. So yeah, Yeah. what a great thing to be able to tap into. Um, That's the importance of knowing, right? Like you're not alone. Like there's, there's other people like me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's there was, I think I told you, um, on the boat, there was a friends of Bill W and I wanted to go just to be like, they're, they're, who are the other people on this ship who are drinking? I yeah. want to see them, right? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? So we can make uh, yeah. eyes across the room when everyone else <laughs> is falling over. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't make it to one. It just didn't work like the timing of it because we were mm-hmm. off. It was in the afternoon and we were off the boat on tours every day. So I didn't get to do it. But I sure wanted to see like, God, please show another person on here mm-hmm. yeah funny eh? it makes me so curious mom so knowing mm-hmm. that you haven't felt that way in a long time but mm-hmm. you don't like you stopped going to AA consistently a long time ago and yeah. you live in a family until I came through of drinkers yeah. <laughs> of all yeah. drinkers um yeah how did you navigate that sense of like for all those years that you were putting up with, you know, my shenanigans and um, family gatherings and being mm-hmm. the only sober person and you didn't really have a community mm-hmm. that you were leaning on, where did you, where did you find your sense of belonging or did you do, like, I don't know, how was that for you? Well, so that's, that isn't that a great question, Maddie. I think like, um, first of all, first and foremost, the thing that I have always been <clears throat> super connected to was um, a sense of pride. Like I was, mm, yeah. I have always forever been so proud of myself for not drinking. And I think, you know, nobody else knows what that was like for us, mm-hmm. right? To like, to get sober and what it was like being sober in the beginning when it was, when it's shaky, when it's new, when it's scary, when it's uncomfortable, when it's really, when it's really hard, when it's isolating, all of those things. And so having come through the other side, I've never lost that sense of feeling so proud of myself. Yeah. And I don't know, it's funny. I think it always was something that I internalized as something really special about me. Like something just extraordinary about me and so you know my family was doing whatever they were doing and I always felt like this is my own quiet little superpower that none of you can touch or steal from me and I'm so proud of this aspect of who I am and so that's why I was saying like on the ship you know part of this sense of what do I belong to was coming back to myself. Like I belong to myself, Mm. like to this sense of what I've overcome and feeling so 
proud about it, right? So I think that always has always fueled me. The other reason was um, I was a mom mm. and ferociously uh, protective and confirm you guys <laughs> like <laughs> and I think because I grew up with um a father who drank an alcoholic mm-hmm. father I didn't want that feeling of hmm, like uncertainty like not knowing what was going to happen next you know is he going to come home tonight is he going to come home sober is it like I just didn't want to raise you in that kind of environment either. Mm-hmm. So there were a few things that kind of um, kept me going. And, you know, as I was uh, getting sober and, you know, figuring myself out and sorting through all of the things, you know, I did in my life that I wasn't necessarily proud of, or, you know, like in my drinking days. And Mm -hmm. um, I think like contrast to being sober, um, like I didn't want to sacrifice or, or give up or let go of the sense of, like it was the thing that I loved the most about myself, Mm. right? was the fact that I was sober so yeah that's I think that that feeling I've just never wanted to I've never wanted to part with it so yeah that's how I did it without without necessarily AA or certainly there wasn't any other um, avenue of community outside of AA for me yeah in, in the early days so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I had three little babies. And so I was really focused on, uh, on you guys and, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, and being, uh, the best mom for you guys. Right. And of Aww. course I wouldn't be able to do that if I was drinking. So, yeah, it's so funny you saying just like how proud you were and how it felt like this special thing about you Mm -hmm. I love and you know what's so funny it unlocked a memory that I have not ever told you about that I've I've thought about since I got sober I just haven't ever said to you I remember years ago Mm -hmm. I was for sure well into my drinking days I think I this is very classic me thing to do I think we were all sitting around um, the table, I don't know, maybe it was a holiday or something. And I said, like, let's all go around and say like our three favorite things about ourselves or like three things we love about ourselves. And I have always remembered that the first thing you said was, I love that I'm sober. (laughs) And it, it surprised me in that moment. Yeah. I remember feeling surprised, like, oh, didn't expect that answer. Wouldn't right. have thought of that. But now that I'm sober, I'm yeah. like, I so understand why that yeah. was like the first thing yeah. you said. But it's funny. I remember feeling a little surprised and then maybe a little uncomfy <laughs> <laughs> when you said it. And it's always stuck out in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Right? Yeah. Isn't it so funny how other people not drinking like how we feel it as a drinker right like or as a Mm. problem drinker because if you're not ready to to look at 
what's happening with alcohol in your life. That really is like a, a threatening threatening thing a non-drinker right yeah Yeah. right it's funny and that's I think that is where the fear of not belonging comes from is Mm -hmm. no you you lived through the drinking days you know how you felt about Mm -hmm. Mm non-drinkers and so I totally project that onto other people which I shouldn't do because a lot of people really don't care yeah like people who don't have issues with their drinking yeah really don't care. Like, no, it's so funny. You know that um, I threw a bachelorette this week mm-hmm. for my best friend from high school. Mm-hmm. And I was, mm-hmm. I had been feeling so bad for her because <laughs> her bachelorette <laughs> was me, it, me. And, and she has, she's keeping her wedding party small, me and yeah. our other friend from high school. Yeah, and an intimate little thing. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, a couple months before the bachelorette, the other girl announces that she's pregnant. And my yeah. mind is like, Oh my God, her bachelorette is with a sober person and a pregnant person. Like I was horrified <laughs> for her. Me. I know. I was panicked. <laughs> no, me too. I feel that my brain just automatically goes to that. Like, oh my God, nobody's yes. going to be drinking. Oh, which is so funny. Cause I mean, I know even experientially, not just, not just, you know, think from a thinking place or I know that's not true, but yeah. that's, and all, she's not even a big go-to. drinker. And I voiced it yeah. to her a couple times. Like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. You probably want wish someone could drink with you. And she was like, Maddie, I don't care. Like, you know, I don't <laughs> mind. She's like, so, oh, she's, so she funny. doesn't even like being drunk, which like yeah. can't compute that in my brain, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so funny how much that like we, can project our own yeah. stuff onto how other people are going to feel about us. Yeah. Yeah. And could be true. Could, could not be true, but mm-hmm. if it is true, it's no, it's because of their relationship about. with alcohol and yeah, that yeah. exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny. Can, we yeah. can really just kind of like <laughs> empathize with those people. And it's funny, like speaking of that bachelorette, which mm-hmm. I will just say it's so funny how much with how many things I've been doing so far this summer, which has been a lot, how much I've really noticed how little I'm thinking about drinking while I'm there. Yeah. Like it just feels like even a big shift from even last summer. Like we went to a winery. It was my first time at a winery sober. And I think I went into it almost expecting it to be hard Mm -hmm. in a way, just because like wine was my drink. I loved white wine. It's still something that like not most people I hang out with don't drink white wine. So it's not something I see a lot. So when I do, sometimes it's a little bit like, like I got a little feeling in my chest. Um, I like to joke that if I catch a whiff of it, my heart skips the beat sometimes. (laughs) 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 Um, But I was at the winery Uh and the bride was drinking a white wine beside me. And I I felt really freaking fine. Like I didn't like, yeah, I know, but um kind of on the topic of like mm-hmm. yeah sorry I was just gonna say like I wanted to just stay there for a second because yeah. like and not miss just how important that is right because mm-hmm. it really 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 
is a very sobriety is a very fluid thing. Like yes. it is forever evolving and changing and you get more and more and more comfortable and you really start to naturally figure out not even consciously mm-hmm. like almost subconsciously you figure out how to just start generating and tapping into natural joy natural yes, happiness yeah right like and it's just that you know when you say oh I smell it and I my heart skips a beat kind of thing it really is like the brain's chemistry that's going, oh, oh yeah give me that hip yeah it's yeah. not even something right that you actually even want it's like mm-hmm. an automatic response mm-hmm. really it's not you know and I think so so important so fun to just really recognize you don't think about it the way you used to think about it. You know, like you've asked me before, like, you know, long before you got sober, if I ever think about drinking, like, I mean, I've been asked that question so many times. Do I ever miss it? Do I ever think I would want to drink again? Like, and I've said so many times, it's just not part of anything that I ever even think about. Like, it's just not even on my radar. And isn't it so fun to just be present each time you have these moments of recognizing, oh, it's not really on my radar. Mm-hmm. right because that's what happens it doesn't it doesn't stay this thing that you want forever and a day you really do start to create a very normal joyful fun builds with you know i don't know great experiences you yeah. start to create that for yourself in your life it just yeah happens it evolves so I love that I just didn't want you to brush over that because that's because I hadn't told you amazing. that like we had not talked yeah. that was the first time I've mm-hmm. said that to you we haven't mm-hmm. talked about that but it's true it's yeah. almost like I was go- I was almost waiting for the hard feeling yeah. to come and I just realized like I'm actually really okay like of course like, I would have been okay you could yeah. just have fun yeah. And yeah. I was in this like bumping cute little beach town with like mm-hmm. bars. I was loving patio hopping. I was loving sitting there. I don't even need the fancy alcohol free drink anymore. And I'm not saying there's yeah. a, like, I think that's it's so why fun I drink sometimes. coffee everywhere I go. Exactly. And at first, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. I still love to get it sometimes. Sometimes I'm in the mm-hmm. mood for it. And I'm like, oh, mocktail would be fun. Whatever. Yeah. I used to need it. I used yeah. to need it to fill that void, to have to something feel that felt of. fancy, to feel included. To feel like it belonged. We went, yes. Yeah. We went mm-hmm. out. They both got these cute little like ice blended drinks. The pregnant yeah. one got it in a mocktail version. I got a Perrier. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Just this. Like, well, because and you that's realize not shaming be- anyone who still drinks it at no, all. I course. still drink it, but it's yeah. not something I need to do to yeah. feel included. Or well, to because feel like your I can belonging doesn't come from that anymore. Exactly. That's not the source of it anymore. Yes. It's something. And that's what I was saying earlier. But when I anchor back into myself, right? Yeah. Like that's not the thing that makes me belong. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas at yeah. first, my belonging mm-hmm. came from there. So I needed a substitute yeah. to still feel like, to still feel that. And now yeah. you're right that you nailed it. That's exactly yeah. why mm-hmm. I don't really care as much anymore about mm-hmm. what I drink when I'm out. Mm-hmm. And that's actually like a really cool, I haven't given much thought to that, but that is a really cool uh, yeah. milestone to recognize in myself. Cause yeah. you know how big a part of my 
early sobriety, alcohol-free drinks were, they were very <laughs> important to me. <laughs> there they was no mattered. food in your fridge. There was just alcohol. <laughs> Wait, it's true. I have a documentation. (laughs) I had a problem. I was like, no addictive tendencies here, guys. All good. (laughs) And you know what else I remember, Maddie, that always just makes me smile so much was, Uh you know, you really feeling like, oh my God, it's never going to be the same. I'll never have, I'll never have fun on a patio again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, that was a real, that was a real belief you had you really yeah. thought you weren't going to and I remember saying just you wait and, and look, I remember rolling yeah. my eyes like yeah mom whatever you just forget how fun it is <laughs> so long ago don't know what you're talking about oh, right mm-hmm. and look anyways I love that I love those little finding those little things that have changed mm-hmm. right yeah, because like it does. You never like it thought feel... would change. It's like yes. yeah, it's like a all these little miracles along the way, right? Just sprinkled throughout. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like all those things that like you. It just keeps evolving. It's like mm-hmm. what you said. Sprite is fluid. It just keeps evolving. Like I felt mm-hmm. like at a certain mark, like okay, I got this. I can go out and drink mocktails and have fun, and that's cool. And then it's a cool thing to notice, like oh my god, I got this even more because I don't need the mocktail mm-hmm. to feel like it's still a fun mm-hmm. thing. And I still yeah. love a mocktail. Do not get me wrong, I do. Yeah, yeah. but it's just different. It's just different now. Yeah. yeah, Um, and yeah, it's fun to think how like you once you get comfortable in sobriety, it's like, okay, cool. I got this, but there's still so many little wins to notice and so many (laughs) little like differences Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have even thought about before. Um, yeah. What was the one I posted about? What was the, do you remember what I posted recently? Oh, um, how I talked about this on Instagram and I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but there were two things recently where I was like, oh my God, that's like a, a milestone is, I was at home mm-hmm. with at your at home with you guys. And mm-hmm. I remember on the topic of mm-hmm. like Jack and my sister's drinking, mm-hmm. I remember it used to be this thing where like when they started cracking their drinks, it was always a bit of a sad moment for me, but that's why it was yeah. important. I would crack my alcohol-free drink while right. they cracked their drinks. I needed to cheers them. I yeah. needed to still be a part of that. Right. And it was so high on my radar when they started drinking. And yeah. one of the last times I was home, I was drinking coffee. I was chatting oblivious to anything going on. I looked to my right and there's a half drank beer beside me. And right. I'm like, Oh my God, they started drinking. And I didn't even notice. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Like, that's cool. That's like another yeah. little win that I wouldn't yeah. have thought of that as a milestone before it happened. It wasn't mm-hmm. something on my radar, but it was yeah. just like, Oh my God. Wow. Old me could never right. not notice that they'd crack drinks. Right. And then another one, like I went to Niagara Falls yeah. for my best friend's 30th birthday. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I forgot to bring myself drinks and we're all sharing an Airbnb. <laughs> they came with their cases of alcohol. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even yeah. bring so much as one alcohol free drink for myself, which like, then I went and got someone. I realized that cause I wanted yeah. to have them, but it was just like the fact that I didn't bring them. The reason for it is because it wasn't taking up space in my yeah. brain of like, yeah. Oh, I need to have my drinks. Cause I'm going to be the odd one out when they're yeah. doing their cheers. Yeah. It wasn't in my head. It wasn't something so I was thinking good. about. I was going to celebrate her birthday. We were going to have fun. 
that was the so end of it, good. despite the so fact that good. they were going to be drinking. So it's true. It's like yeah. all these little <clears throat> wins that like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought earlier in my sobriety that those would be miles. It's just like things that you notice little, little yeah. progress you make along the way yeah. that you didn't even realize. Yeah. So love that. I love that. So good. And so it's like, even if you're, you know, 40 years in and you have these little moments of like, oh, you know, something like pulls the rug out, like me sort of realizing, oh my gosh, I I don't feel like I belong here. That Mm. no big deal. Not the end of the world. Doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. You feel it. It's just like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. Right? You bro, you mm-hmm. say that's interesting to brush up on that. Like right. what's that yeah. kind of here to teach me? And then you get to carry on. And then on you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? not the end of the world. No. And yeah. and you know, no matter where you are, it, like along the, you know, whatever it is pops up doesn't doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean mm. anything's gone wrong. It's just, mm. yeah, something to stop and notice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I was going to say too, on the topic of belonging, and this is why I brought the bachelorette again, um, was, and I had this conversation with, um, a few of my group members Mm -hmm. who I think someone said like, Oh, it was just, it was just so easy before to kind of just like bond with people over drinks. Like, and I remember thinking that so much in early days of like, if I like, even, even when I got to the New York bachelorette, I went to a couple of months ago, I remember thinking like the, Oh, everyone started drinking. I was like, Oh, this was the point where it would just feel so easy right now to just kind of like almost check out and yeah. like alcohol would be the connector. And that, yeah. that was it. Um, but I think like, it's funny when I was at this bachelorette last week, mm-hmm. um, we were sitting on, we stayed in a cute little like boutique motel and we were sitting on the patio and there was live music mm-hmm. and there were only like, there weren't a lot of us on the patio. So the, the musician was like chatting with everybody on the patio. Where are you from? But, but da, da, da. And he said, um, he asked everyone to follow him on Instagram. I go to his Instagram and his bio says sobriety. Mm. And then I look, I peer <laughs> over to his can and he's drinking 0% beers. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, cool. So yeah. I tell him I'm sober too. And then he, the next place we went was the karaoke bar. So he went there saying karaoke and then came in and sat with us and was yeah. chatting with me a little bit about <laughs> sobriety and his story and how long he's been sober. Love and it's that. like, yes, you could say, Oh, it used to be easy to bond with people, but something yeah. like that is a way more real fun, genuine connection yes. to make. And yes. like, that's, yes. you know, compared to bonding well, when you're drinking, with people you're bonding over drinks, over drinking. which isn't real. Well, no. And then usually you feel really embarrassed about it, right? The next day it's like, oh my God, what's it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember thinking it was a bond, but then it's like, really like you're bonding. Cause you're over, you're probably drunkenly oversharing. I was the queen of that. And then I would just like cr- cringe my way through the next day <laughs> over everything I shared when we were bonding. <laughs> God. That's funny. I love that. Mm. Well, Maddie, I was looking at the word um, belonging and Mm -hmm. what does, you know, what does it mean? And um, let's see if I can find, oh, here it is. So it's like, just how do you define belonging? It's like belonging is the feeling of security and support when there's a sense of acceptance, inclusion, Mm. 
and identity for a member of a certain group. It's when an individual can bring their authentic self, uh, which I love, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. As Like drinking is not what gives you belonging because mm-hmm. you're not bringing your authentic self. Mm-hmm. A word that jumps out to me too, there is like security because yeah. like, I think of how I can trust myself now. Mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. go into a situation secure in the fact that I'm not about to go wreck my life tonight (laughs) or do, you know, like embarrass myself or whatever. It's that sense of like self trust and the security in security in your actions, your behavior, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I really love that. Mm. I think, because listen, I think that's the most important thing is this sort of sense of belonging within right mm. yeah like well, it's like you said to, earlier I belong, yeah, I belong to me to I belong to myself oh, yeah. I love that right yeah and you've got your own back yeah. you're gonna you're there for you right like yeah that's the most important thing yeah oh I love I mm. think like this is one of my favorite episodes we've done mm. mom Aww. well all of mine all of um all of the ones that we've done are my favorite all Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because I get to spend time chatting with you. Aww. Favorite thing. Mine Favorite too. Thing. Oh, coffee. Cheers to that. This okay. is so good, mom. Yeah. Nice to see you, love bug. You too. That was a perfect, perfect way to end it. That definition of belonging. Next time mm-hmm. you're feeling like you're not belonging because you're not drinking, go read the definition of belonging and ask mm-hmm. yourself if that's what alcohol gives you because mm-hmm. it's not. It's what mm-hmm. sobriety gives you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So good. Uh, thanks, mom. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> I will be back next yeah. Tuesday with a new episode. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at happiestsober. And have an awesome week. And remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, And we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast. And we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.